With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Howdy, Warzone listeners. My name is Mike Casper, and I wanted to share why I've been a Warzone Patreon going on two years. I've been a member of quite a few other fantasy football Patreons and never had a one-on-one connection like I do with the Warzone host. Memphis has called me to discuss team-specific and rookie draft strategies multiple times, and that's something I've just never experienced anywhere else. Uh, Memphis has also given podcasting advice on a regular basis and supports the individual Patreons in sharing their talents with the group. The group chat is always active. There's no group think there. People are honest and willing to share their opinions. And last, the Patreon leagues are fun and always active in trading. I know one league had over 20 trades in a 24-hour time period. So if that's something you're interested in, sign up for the Patreon. The price stays the same, but the perks of being a Patreon keep rising. I'll see you there and look forward to welcoming you to the family. And this segment is brought to you by ViridianGlobal.com. And that is the official apparel provider of the Dynasty Warzone merch. We have our t-shirts over there. We have our dad hats. We have our Jerry NWO themed hats. We have hoodies. We have Raglan's baseball season just kicking off. A Raglan is a baseball shirt where the body of the shirt is white and the sleeves are different colors. We've got some, some tank tops. We have our new working harder than an ugly stripper t-shirt and so much more. This is the brainchild of myself and our graphics guru, Maddie, a.k.a. at Maddie Big Chest on Twitter. We have a ton of styles, and you want to head over there and check everything out. You simply go to Viridian Global, that is V-E-R-I-D-I-A-N Global, ViridianGlobal.com. Search the Dynasty Warzone store, and then you'll see all the t-shirts, hats, accessories, everything that we have available to you from a merch standpoint. They are a great sponsor, and we recommend you check them out today. That is the group over at ViridianGlobal.com. Thanks for checking them out. Are you looking for a reminder of your fantasy football greatness? Are you looking for something to set your league apart from those dime a dozen jabroni leagues out there? Then head over to TrophySmack.com and hook your league up with the best trophies in the game today. And not only will you get the best trophies in the game today, you can get a free championship ring up to a $59.99 value by entering in the promo code DWZ ring. You pick out your trophy, which one do you like? You put it in the cart, you add the ring to the cart, you add the promo code DWZ ring, makes the ring free, and your league is now a step above the league down the street. So if you're looking for the best, you want to be the best in the game, you want to have the best league in town, go over to trophysmack.com, get that trophy, get that ring, use that code DWZ ring, and let's have a big season. 
What's happening, everybody? Happy Monday, and welcome to the Rookie Rundown. I am your host. My name is Memphis. You can follow me on Twitter at DWZMemphis. And with me, back again after a week off, this man graduated uh, from some sort of uh, highfalutin, higher learning educational system. His name is Dallas Hyder. You can follow him on Twitter at Salad Galore. Dallas, man, how was uh, graduation and everything last week? Yeah, um, officially done with school now, so that's exciting. Uh, it was kind of a hectic Sunday. It, there was quite a bit of heavy storms in the area. So commencement, there was supposed to be three different times basically that happened, but they all ended up getting canceled, but they had like no backup plan in place. So anyone who had family come from out of town, which I didn't luckily, was kind of just left holding the bag at the end of the day where they couldn't walk. And so they did like this kind of, for lack of a better phrasing, like a half-assed, like virtual 30-minute thing for everyone at the end of the day. But uh, they got a lot of flack at KU for uh, the situation that they ended up going. But I don't care. I'm done. I'm now relaxing. It's been a great couple of days, and I am excited just to get on with life, you know. Well, how, how long before you start looking to get in the real workplace? I know you have a. You know you're taking this week off. You got a big weekend of uh, hanging with some friends for the uh, Memorial Day holiday. But uh, how long before you start pounding the pavement and getting uh, getting into the the workforce? Yeah, so I actually already transitioned. So I had I was working in medical sales for a while, and then I was just kind of a dispatcher for like a logistics company for a little bit too. But um, I've been working basically training at a, a blood pathology lab is basically what they do. So I'm like an associate research uh, clinical toxicologist is what I basically do. So I started doing basically all of my onboarding stuff about a month ago. And then I've been working part time at that as I was going through finals, but I officially am like full time now. So I'm working four days this last week, four days this coming up week, and then it'll be five the week starting after Memorial Day. So i have not given myself a lot of time off. <laughs> well, good for you, man. You got to uh, you got to pay for that education somehow. So here's the deal: we're gonna do a final. I'm calling this. Uh, I call it the last mock standing. I almost called it the last of the Mohicans. It's a reference, a play on words of the last of the Mohicans, the classic book and OK movie. Uh, if you don't know about the last of the Mohicans, I highly recommend you check that out. Great scalping scene in the movie. I want to thank you guys real quick for all the five-star reviews. We went from being stuck at 198 forever. We're now over 200. We're over 204 over on Apple Podcasts. And, gang, that means a ton. That is how we grow this thing. And all the subscribers on YouTube. Uh, This this coming fall, we're going to have a live show on Sundays. Dallas may be here. He may not. It may be Dr. Kyle. It may be me. It may be Kyle and Jake from the SmackDown. Who knows? But we'll be on here, we'll be talking start sits, maybe Tyler and Lou are here with some gambling and DFS stuff, and the only way we will take your question live is if you are live on YouTube. So make sure to subscribe everywhere, podcast, leave reviews, rate us, subscribe, notifications turned on, all that happy horse shit, because that is how we grow our shows. So tonight, man, Dallas, I'm, uh, I don't know about you. But I'm about rookied out. I have one last rookie draft to go. We're going to do that the weekend of Memorial Day. Now, what about you, man? You have any more live rookie drafts before we do one last mock draft tonight? Yeah, I actually still have three left. Um, 
So my old school one that I actually got into contact with you on the contractor is not until third preseason week, typically. So that one's late August. Uh, I know it sucks. But uh, then I have another one for a league that's coming up in two weeks. I just polished off my big 16-man IDP league one last week. And then I've got one that's like basically mid-July for some reason. But that's probably the league I'm like least active in. So I'm I'm with you. I'm kind of rookied out at this point, um, at least when it comes to drafting them and wondering about what they're doing. But I'm ready to get into the nitty gritty with content wise as we go through the summer. Yeah, we're going to do one last mock draft, and then we're going to transition. Uh, we'll do something with the rundown next week. Again, Dallas is going to hang out with his people. Um, I, uh, I'm i boring, so I'll probably be around even though I won't be working. I'll, I'll figure something out. And then starting that following week, what would that be? That would be the 6th of June. Dallas mm-hmm. is going to start doing the Oklahoma drill. We're going to start comparing some guys and start crossing streams with uh, the Devi and the rookies in 2021. And uh, he mentioned the contractor. Well, the contractor has kind of went the way of the dodo. And we have a new show, normally on Fridays. I had some uh, some personal issues come up on Thursday night. I wasn't able to get the uh, what I'm calling the fantasy fixer-upper on on Friday. That'll be back this particular Friday. But I met Dallas through our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. And uh, that's where you get the two big Vs of fantasy sports. You get volume and value. We're doing one-on-ones. I'm doing phone calls with people. I'm helping with rookie drafts, DMs, trades. Five bucks goes a long way in the Dynasty Warzone Patreon. Now, in the real world, it gets you about one and two-thirds gallons of gas. Unless you live in California, then that five bucks would get you about a gallon of gas. It's weird out there, man. So uh, still a tremendous value for a month of Dynasty content. We do the one-on-ones again. We have an amazing group chat, just over 100 members in there, and just a lot going on at the Dynasty Warzone, as well as the Strategy Pod. We call it the Masterclass every Thursday, and we'd love to have you. Check it out, patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. Talk to us. We'll uh, we'll get you going. So Dallas, um, tell us a little bit, any, any new thoughts on this rookie class as I filibuster just long enough to get the, to get the draft set up on Sleeper? Yeah, I I think it mimics last year a lot with where you have a couple of really top-tier guys that you're really confident in, and then a lot of guys in the middle that it's your favorite choice of ice cream, as I used to say in a pod previously. Um, it's just specifically at the wide receiver position, there's just a lot of guys that landed in not super ideal situations that they could have been a lot better than what we're looking at now. Um, and it's going to be very much kind of a dart throw situation for some of the specifically second and third round wide receivers as to what kind of production you're going to get specifically year one, because talent always rises to the top. Cream always rises to the top, as they say. Um, but that first year looking for impact guys on your roster is going to be a little bit more hit and miss than what we've seen the last couple of years, in my opinion. Well, you caught me without my uh, without my soundboard hooked up, but I'm gonna give her hell anyway. But the cream rises to the top. Oh yeah. Yeah, you heard my man uh-huh. Dallas say that the cream will rise to the top, like the Macho Man Randy Savage from many, many years ago. So I have shared my screen. If you're watching live on YouTube, you or 
on Twitter, you will see that the sleeper screen is up. Uh, I have selected the 107. I think that's a very tough spot to be in. Uh, you, you have clung to what I consider to be in a, in a super flex. This is a super flex non tight end premium. We're going to go three rounds and you've chosen the 110. I think that's like the line, like the line of demarcation in the first round. Man, if you're at the 111, the drop off is so steep at the 111. Would you agree? Yeah, absolutely. And I think the exact same thing happens in the second round where you have that violent tear break. So I'm basically going to be there with the transition, trying to basically decide of whether or not I'm going to go chalk based off of everyone else's rankings, or if I'm going to go with who I have specifically that I might reach for at each of the positions. So that's kind of why I chose the one. Well, all right, here we go. I am going to hit the begin draft, the computer. And the ADP from the fine folks at Sleeper are going to handle the first six picks. Uh, I'll hit pause on Dallas and my picks. We'll discuss what happened in front of us, what we're going to do with our picks, and uh, we'll get you through three rounds. Here we go. Hitting beginning, hitting begin draft. Do I want to do this? Yes, I do. All right. All right. Let's close this up. The computer is taking. We, they went Najee Harris in a two QB. Trevor Lawrence, Travis Etienne, wow, this is 2QB. This is frightening, frighteningly bad. Kyle Pitts, all right, Justin Fields. Um, I'm up. I'm going to pause the draft before we get back into it. So now, again, I I feel like uh, if you got kids in the car, you're listening in the office without your uh, AirPods in, you might want to do that real quick, hit pause. But I kind of feel like they're screwing with us. I wanted to say the F word, but I'm not going to because we are on YouTube. We are live. I feel like they're fudging with us, man. I feel like they're, they're messing with us with Trevor Lawrence as the 102. Have you been in any Superflex drafts where you've seen Trevor Lawrence not be the 101? No. Uh, if you have the 101 and you're not quarterback needy, you're moving the pick to someone who is quarterback needy and you're taking Najee Harris at 102 or 103. Well, I want to uh, call a timeout. I want to call a timeout. Timeout. Yeah. I got the actual hand motion if you're watching on YouTube. <laughs> call a timeout. How deep does your, does, does your quarterback room have to be for you to not need Trevor Lawrence? Those are air quotes, by the way. Not need Trevor Lawrence. How deep? I four deep. I would say if you have four deep with one of the superstars, I would say that you it is not necessary for you to take Trevor Lawrence, and you're better off trading the pick than just taking him. See, this is where I'm going to disagree with you, but I love you. Yeah. But this is where I disagree with you. I, I'm going to disagree because you take Trevor Lawrence. You don't have to field. You don't have to set a roster in May. I talk about this a lot with our patron group. You don't. Here's the thing: if if you have four deep, if if you have Dak, if you have my man Carson Wentz, maybe maybe you even have both my guys. Maybe you have Carson Wentz or Daniel Jones or even Sam Darnold. Maybe you have all those guys. Maybe maybe you could even have someone a little bit better. You still need Trevor Lawrence. You you need him. You can move. Uh, Sam Darnold later. Uh, I've traded for him from anywhere from the 109, 110, 111. Um, there, there's still plenty of room. Maybe maybe you get Trevor Lawrence and you can move one of those guys and you could get one of these wide receivers. I got one more question for you. Kyle Pitts. I've seen him go as high as the 101 in tight end premium and non tight end premium. 
where are you at with Kyle Pitts and what's the earliest you would draft him? Period. Let's say, give me both answers. Give me where would you draft him in a tight end premium, the highest pick, and non-tight end premium. Yeah, so if it's tight end premium, I would go as high as four. If it is non-tight end premium, I really don't want to touch him before. I I probably won't draft him because he's going to go in the first round, and I don't know that I would take him that early. Um, I would end up taking him probably at eight or nine at the earliest in a non-tight end premium, and he's not going to fall that far. Five seems to be pretty much the sweet spot. Again, as you said, they're kind of screwing with us a little bit on the order of the picks, but in my eyes, Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence, Najee Harris, and Jamar Chase would be gone, the five in front of him, or the four in front of him, and then you would be looking between basically Pitts or another quarterback or Etienne. Um, so that five spot, just depending on your roster construction, is probably about what you're looking at. But I, I he's going to price himself out of where I'm comfortable taking him in most of my drafts. Uh, I, I All I can do is echo those sentiments. For me, in a one QB, I, I would take him as high as, I would take him as high as like five. I still want all three of the big running backs and Jamar Chase ahead of him. I would listen. I would listen if you had like a Kelsey or a Hawkinson or a Kittle or a Waller. Um, if you wanted to, you know, maybe take, you know, a Devonta Smith or a Waddle or someone like, okay, I, I get that in a non-tight end premium. In a, in a tight end premium, I will go four because of the, the point structure. I'm still going to go ETN. I'm still going to go Harris, and I'm still going to go Chase. Uh, in a super flex, you can add in Fields, Lance, and Lawrence in there as well, so that would bump him to my 107. And by me saying this tells you exactly how many, shares of Kyle Pitts I have currently. That's a big zero. All right, I'm going to hit resume draft. I'm up at the 107. Uh, For me, this is a slam dunk. This is a crime. I don't know why it's not moved. Oh, i got to unpause the draft is why. My my apologies. So I'm going to resume the draft. Luckily, I gave myself three minutes between picks. All right, I'm going to go here. I'm going to go to... Now, this is odd. I am looking at Sleeper ADP. According to Sleeper ADP in a 2QB league, they have Zach Wilson going 11 spots ahead of Trey Lance. The, uh, the term blasphemy, blasphemy, seems, seems to be a thing. We'll talk about McCorkle Jones here in a bit. I am going to take Trey Lance. He is on the board. Team 8 is going to take Devonta Smith. Team 9 took Jalen Waddle. Holy cow, maybe I should have selected Superflex. I thought 2QB would have made the run on uh, would have made the run on quarterbacks even more uh, emphasized, but it's not. So Dallas, you're up at the 110. The picks off the board are Najee, T-Law, ETN, Chase, Pitts, Fields, Lance, Smith, Waddle. Now, there are two quarterbacks on the board. There's a couple other players on the board. Who are you going to take at 110? And uh, when you're ready to go, I'll, when you say you give me like the thumbs up, I'll, I'll resume the draft. Okay. Yeah, so just the fact that we're looking at basically a 2QB slash super flex format, um, I have to go quarterback in this position specifically, even if I don't believe in the guy. Um, it's between Zach Wilson and Mac Jones basically for me right now. Um, oddly enough, this is playing out pretty much how I imagine – the league that I've talked to you multiple times, the one quarterback league that plays like a super flex league. That's kind of the vibe that this has given me uh, that type of draft situation. But for me, I'm going to go just with situational improvement 
basically, and the guy that I know is going to be starting this year. So I'm going to end up taking Zach Wilson from BYU, now with the Jets at the 110. Uh, I am not a huge Zach Wilson guy, uh, but when it comes to the draft capital as well as the situation to start year one, like I had said, the only thing that makes sense for me is to take the guy with the best value. Uh, even if I don't believe in him, trading him makes the most sense for me, most likely in this situation, and I will be selecting him at 110. All right, well, we've had a lot of picks make the turn. I am back up. I am going to hit pause and going to go up here. All right, so after that, you went uh, Javante Williams went at the 111. Your boy, Michael Carter, the ever-creeping up draft boards, Michael Carter. I was trying to figure out, I can't, because of the screen sharing thing, I can't slide over my toolbar at the bottom of the screen that I'm sharing. So I had to figure out who that was. We have Trey Sermon, Rashad Bateman, Kenneth Gainwell, Elijah Moore, Rondale Moore, Amon Ross St. Brown. Now, in a 2QB league, i got to be honest, this is where and I'm looking at Mac Jones' uh, ADP according to Sleeper. This has to be startup ADP, but I don't understand how they have a Riley Ferguson. Gang, I will tell you, I've drafted more on Sleeper than I ever have this year. All of our patron leagues over at patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone are hosted on Sleeper. And I can tell you, do not be in a hurry. Do not be finger on the trigger. Because as you can see my screen, this is the importance of being live on YouTube. So we're looking. I have the QBs pulled up. Alice, you can see them, right? Yep. All right, so it says... At, at, pick, at rank 220, Riley Turd Ferguson. At 5, 256, they've got Mac Jones. 297, Brock Reuter. And 316, no, not Stone Cold Steve Austin at 316. It's Kellen Mond at 316. I do not get these rankings in a 2QB league whatsoever. Uh, this is the importance, and Sleeper does this shit. I, just, I can say that word. On, yeah. I, can, I can say shit. Sleeper does this shit, and it, it does it in startups. And many times, uh, a couple of months ago, I think we were doing like patron seven or eight or nine or something. And I remember drafting someone. And then later, uh, I saw someone else take a player that I, I was like, what the hell? So don't assume that this ADP is correct. This is, a, this is the biggest thing to take away from this exercise, more so than where these guys are being drafted and, and what have you. It's uh, the shenanigans. That we're, so I'm going to end the shenanigans right here. I'm going to resume this draft. I am going to I'm going to draft my man uh, McCorkle, McCorkle Jones. Um, there he goes. After McCorkle went uh, and see, here's the thing. I went Trey, I went uh, Trey Lance last time. Don't care. Kadarius Tony, uh, that Ferguson dude, Turd Ferguson went. Uh, this is just craziness. <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm shooketh. This is pretty rough. Shooketh. This is pretty rough. <laughs> shooketh. Shooketh. Yeah, I don't know if your ADP shows it or not, but I have three kickers that are all ranked higher than Tylen Wallace. This, <laughs> ADP the, the, wise. The, you know what? If uh, I had to do it again, um, I, 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 I would have hosted this party somewhere else. All right, man. So um, you're up. Uh, obviously, you got to look at the board. I can unpause it a little bit so that you can. Uh, uh, you'll have three minutes, so I'm going to hit the uh, the unpause button. 
so that you're able to go. But uh, who's on the yeah. board? Who do you like here? So I'm between two people in this. They're both wide receivers, and I'm pretty high on both of them for different reasons. Uh, one is your guy, Terrace Marshall. Um, he was high for you before the draft, and you landed in a situation that really didn't deter much from that. Uh, the only concern is, again, in a similar vein as to what I was talking about with Mac Jones, it's that first-year production that you kind of have to be concerned about because he's going to have to compete with a lot of mouths to feed in that offense with Christian McCaffrey coming back from injury with Carolina, as well as DJ Moore and um, Robbie Anderson. So I don't know that he sees immediate production basically in Carolina that first year, but his talent and draft capital is higher than my second guy, who is Amari Rogers, who is going to see immediate targets and production from the wide receiver position in green Bay, taking over that slot role from no one because they didn't really have a slot wide receiver. Uh, Robert Tanyan played most of his snaps from the slot. So for me, I'm going to go with draft capital as well as I like Marshall as well. So uh, we just wrapped up the world war three league as I like to, you know, name it with all the Aussies and the DWZ crew. And Terrace Marshall is actually my fourth wide receiver that I drafted on that team. So I went pretty young with my core. Um, pretty pretty headstrong and bullish to the fact that he is going to be taking over an extremely attractive role as that true X on the outside um, in Carolina next year, Yeah, basically regardless of whether or not they maintain, uh, maintain Robbie Anderson for another year. Uh, but I believe that Terrace Marshall is the best talent on the board and for the long con basically game that I would be playing at if I am a competitor just replenishing the youth I'm going to go ahead and take Terrace Marshall uh, fantastic pick um, I, I'm absolutely uh, head over heels with this guy I, th- I think he's going to be a stud so, th- so this is some more of this weird ADP I don't know what happened with this mo- I don't know why me selecting this as a 2QB instead of a super flex did this, but there goes uh, someone named Jay Rice, Chuba Hubbard, a kicker. I, I, I can't, I'm, I'm, I'm avoiding another kicker. Your boy Amari Rogers still on the board. Nope, off the board. Ramondre Stevenson. I don't get that one. All right, Javion Hawkins. We'll talk about him for a second. I'm going to hit the. What were your initial thoughts in the? Uh, in the coming into the season on JV on Hawkins. Now he's a guy, he does not have quads like your man, Mike Davis. But what are your thoughts on him? I think he's a guy that down the back end of the season is going to have some sneaky value. Not the biggest dude around, but I, I think I could see like an almost, uh, I don't know, man, like a, like a James White type role. I don't know that he's that good of a pass catcher. And g- give me 30 to 90 seconds on uh, JV and Hawkins. He's even smaller than James White. That's the thing. He, I mean, he's pretty similar to Puka Williams, another guy that I know you kind of like with his landing spot in Cincinnati. Um, when it comes to the backfields in the NFL right now that are up for grabs the most, you have to think that Atlanta is still anyone's game. Any one of those guys can technically win that game, uh, win that role going forward. They cut Edo Smith. They ended up drafting JV and Hawkins. So it's really just Quadre Olison. Mike Davis and Javian Hawkins. Also, I'm just now realizing that you have Mike Quads Davis and Quadre Olin on the same team, and that is hilarious to me. Uh, but when I look at Javion Hawkins, he actually reminds me of another J name, um, JJ Taylor, 
the Patriots kind of stat satellite back that came in last year in the draft. And so in the same vein, with some injuries that were popping up in New England, you got to see the extreme talent that he did have. But I do think he's kind of relegated to that scat back satellite role. So I don't think he's ever going to get the workload that you're looking for. But if you are in a full PPR league, it you're going into the third round at this point. It makes sense because opportunity wise running back position, at least in this draft, he's the guy that in the third round gives you the most upside and potential to start that year one, at least a couple of games. If there is an injury to Mike. Yeah. You know, I, Mike Davis is a journeyman. I think he's on his fourth, you know, starting week one for his fourth different team, four years in a row. Uh, not exactly the the bell cow, but you know what? He he did great last year filling in for Christian McCaffrey. And while you did that, it gave me a little bit of time to pull up my guy. It gave me a minute to pull up Nico Collins. I wanted to get his height. I knew he was. There's a lot of slot receivers in this draft, and Nico Collins is not one of them. This guy is six foot four. He was a five-star recruit coming out of high school. Went to the uh, ever anemic Michigan offense. And here's the thing: he's going to get a chance to start in in week one with the Houston Texans. Now, who's the quarterback? I don't know. Uh, I read a report from PFF over the weekend that the Texans owner's lawyer reached out trying to play like an emissary, a go-between to kind of help get this thing cleared up because there's no way of moving him to another team until this is cleared up and there's no way to get him on the field. And I still believe he's going to be a Houston Texan in 2021. Now, he may be gone in 2022. We'll cross that bridge when we get there. But I just see a starting three wide receiver sets, 11 personnel, of Brandon Cooks, of Nico Collins, and Randall Cobb. So it's going to be a weird offense. I don't know who to expect at quarterback, but I like the style fit for Houston. So I am going to resume this thing. I am going to let Dallas make one more pick right after I hit the plus button on Nico Collins. Um, Did it take? There it goes. All right, we're going to let the computer make two picks. Yep. It's going to make one. Oh, it's thinking. It might want another kicker. Do, do, <laughs> is, is, is this IDP? Man, that, that no, really. It, so, so, so who are you thinking? So you have two picks that you're trying to avoid. Um, mm-hmm. The computer. The computer. I, I, feel, I feel like there's like total strangers in here. But uh, yeah. go ahead. And I, th- it, I think it just might be your streaming. It's showing both on mine. So the, the next two picks were. Uh, DeMonte Coxie and Brevin Jordan, actually. So again, with the ADP, they have Brevin Jordan ahead of the guy I'm taking right now. So it's not tight end premium, but my guy, Pat Fryermuth is still on board right now. Um, draft capital as a second round tight end uh, is who I'm looking at, as well as a offense that really doesn't have anyone. Eric Ebron has been known to be a hit or miss, flash in a pan. One, He's good for one game of three to four touchdowns per year. Um, But other than that, he's not really a consistent force for you. Juju, I still do not think is long to live in the Steelers offense. And outside of that, you have Deontay Johnson, who is a target hog and Chase Claypool, who's a field stretcher. So when I'm looking at positional advantage, draft capital, and someone I really liked coming out of college, I'm going to go with Pat Fryermuth. 
You know, here's something that that I've been looking at a lot because for me with 2021, the season's done. We're just playing fantasy football at this at this point. We'll, we'll get some news. You know, Aaron Rodgers could be traded. Um, you know, the the uh, uh, DeAndre not DeAndre Hopkins, excuse me, Deshaun Watson situation could could get cleared up in the next couple. So there'll be some bits and pieces of news. Could be a Julio Jones trade. I don't know. But what I don't think we're hearing enough about is this Pittsburgh Steelers offense. Not this year, but next year. Um, you'll still have Claypool under his rookie deal. You'll still have Deontay Johnson. Now, you could be losing Eric Ebron and Juju Smith-Schuster. But I think Pat Fryermuth, Deontay Johnson, and... Chase Claypool is a nice little, you know, starter kit. You got Najee in the backfield. And people are like, well, who's going to be the quarterback? Well, the NCAA is giving us, what, three to five quarterbacks a year. Um, a guy like Derek Carr could get moved. A guy like Jimmy Garoppolo could get moved. If you're the NFC 49ers, who's a better team to send to Pittsburgh as a bridge QB than Jimmy Garoppolo? And for those reasons, man, I, th- I think that the Pat Fryermuth pick was a fantastic pick. Well, gang, I want to thank you for tuning in. This didn't go quite the way that I go. And if you're watching live on YouTube, what cracks me up is that S. Sloman, kicker for Tennessee, is the only guy who's got a headshot on the sleeper app so far. I really feel like I'm being ribbed. I am going to unshare this screen because I, I, I feel like I'm being ribbed. And we're going to take this one in. Uh, I want to thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, We've got a lot coming up in the next couple of weeks. We have a very special guest. I can tell you I've gotten commitments from the guys at the FF Dynasty. Those those good old boys from South Carolina. Uh, I've got a commitment from Nick Whalen, and I've got a very special commitment on this coming Tuesday live on YouTube Wednesday podcast. Dallas, we're going to do – Dallas, you a poker player at all? I am a poker player. You've heard of the book Super System. Yes. So Super System, for those that don't play poker, have never seen the book. Super System is a book by a gentleman named Doyle Brunson. And he wrote it, I think it was in like the, the mid-70s, maybe like late 70s. And what he did was, is he had all of his buddies who he considered to be the best at like a certain genre of poker. I know Bobby Baldwin wrote the section on Limit Hold'em. Uh, I know uh, Mike Caro wrote a, a section on Stud. Uh, Doyle himself wrote the section on No Limit. Well, over this next couple of weeks, so as you've heard tonight, we're over rookie season. We're just done. Stick a fork in it. We're done. So over the next six weeks on the Dynasty War Zone, the month of June, the first part of July, we're going to have six of our best buddies on, six of the best names at various aspects of Dynasty Fantasy Football. We're going to be talking strategy. We're going to be talking Devi. We're going to be talking 1QB. We're going to be talking IDP, we're going to be talking Superflex, we're going to be talking tight end premium, and we're going to be doing it with some of the biggest and best names at those particular genres of fantasy football. Now, I'm excited, Dallas, and I'm sure you're excited too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It'll be good to get kind of a nice little uh, hive mind of all the good guys in to talk about the same topic from uh, different mindsets. It's always nice hearing other opinions on it other than us regurgitating our takes on stuff so it's always nice absolutely and, and that's the whole thing you might be like well i've never played idp perfect we're, i'll go ahead and spoil it we're going to have the aussie guys aj and g 
Uh, I'm in an IDP league with those, and I gotta say, G's pretty good, pretty pretty darn good at IDP, and AJ, AJ is exceptional, especially at spotting uh-huh. the talent and where to attack those guys in IDP, and that'll be great. That might give you uh, some interest and a resource into IDP. Uh, my buddy Nick Whalen is going to jump on and cover some Devi with us. Nick is one of the OG and uh, best Devi players out there. Just a lot of good stuff coming up for you here at the DWZ. But until then, and until next time, his name is Dallas Hyder. You can follow him on Twitter at Salad. That's Dallas backwards, at Salad Galore. You can follow me at DWZ Memphis and follow the show at Dynasty Warzone, Instagram, and Twitter. Guys, thanks for tuning in. Rate, review, subscribe, and share everywhere. Take care, guys. Have a great week. Tell us a little bit about Hate Brand. When did that start, and uh, how are things going with it? Things are good, man. Uh, that started in October of 2014, so now, give or take seven years into doing whatever this thing is. And um, that's apparel company I started then and wanted to start making some clothes that I wanted to wear is really where it started. It start, and, uh, did it start more with you writing something first? Like, yeah, you, yeah. like uh, was it like an ebook or something that you put out or? Yeah, it's a, uh, it's a book. And then we made an ebook. So I wrote a book in 2010 of uh, how to train for the Highland games called training lab. And one of the sections I wrote about in the book is called the hate. And this was just this kind of personal philosophy I had that my brother and I had spoke about, um, just with athletes that we admired. And it was these guys that just, you know, still on top, still, still willing to do the work to get better, that it seemed their concern was always about them getting better to their standard and not about what had to do with anyone else. So they didn't hate other people. You you see those guys get up in the morning on like 4am and it's, yo, that dude hates himself more than me. That guy's (laughs) willing to put in the work. He's willing to do it. And so from that point on, it was about like, I'm all right with getting beaten by someone better than me, but I'm not willing to be outworked. Hey, fellow Warzone listeners. My name's Zach Camps. Uh, I'm not golfing or slinging my hands a monster. I'm usually thinking about Dynasty Fantasy Football. A couple months back, I joined the Patreon just to take my Dynasty passion to the next level. And I'll tell you what, well, let's just say there's writer downers for days in the Patreon. The member, you get access to the bonus pod where the guys take the filter off and talk about a wide variety of topics that maybe they won't cover on the normal show. You also get access to Memphis and Jerry for one-on-one advice, personal dynasty dilemmas. They'll tackle them for you, help you out with it. You just don't get that anywhere else. But I'd say my favorite part about the Depth of Patreon is the uh, the group chat. Tell you what, these guys are some excellent minds. Tons of fun. The fire in there is amazing. Great platform to post trade questions, debate rookie values, share insight, interact with some cool people from across the globe. You know, shout out to those guys in Australia. They're blowing my phone up all the time. You know, the best part is there's no Twitter trolls or Facebook trolls arguing about stuff they don't know anything about. So uh, if you want to enjoy your dynasty experience even more, win those championships, pause the podcast right now, sign up, and you can thank me later in the group chat. <laughs>